You know the podcast where we come and we have those conversations that we know that you are enjoying to have. Trust me, because the analytics are reflecting and showing us that you all are enjoying the content that we are bringing to you. So as always, I do want to start this off by telling you all that we do appreciate you and we do thank you for all of your support. Best believe it does not go unnoticed. Um, bro, man, what you, what you wait though, bro? They already know already by the time it go on when I get on this episode on a Thursday, who's going to be in the building with me, man? Go ahead and let it be known. Man, it's your boy Deli on the mic. You yes, know what I'm sir. saying? Glad to be here. Yes, sir. How you feeling, man? How you doing? Man, you know, I'm 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 hanging, man. I'm hanging, you know. Uh I've 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 had worse days, man, and I think this might be one of my better days. So, you know, I was looking forward to this whole thing right here. To see what's what and uh, have a good conversation, man, and, you know, ready to jump into it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I like how uh, lately we ain't been doing a lot of uh, chit-chatting with each other throughout the week. Uh, so I know that's been that's been saving up for a lot of a lot of conversation to be had too. So right, yeah, we uh, making some adjustments, we making some changes, we making everything that way it's a better experience and a better vibe, a better everything for you. Uh, yeah. That's what we do it for. True to you, your only limit is you. Yes, indeed. But um, I know uh, last session we had um, we had dove into supply and demand, and I started talking a little bit about um. You know, getting out that you know, what I mean, getting lo- getting out of that bubble that you trapped in inside your head, and then um, I know you started to speak a little bit on um. Depression. Depression. Yeah, depression part about it or whatever. So, shoot, let's 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 pick back up on that in part two. This part two that supply and demand because I'm pretty sure people heard that conversation and they you know they they waiting on this conversation. So let's go ahead and give it to them exactly. Um, what angle? What angle were we talking about? I know you wanted to talk about you know. <clears throat> Your issues of dealing with it and some issues that you know about it, and you know you did some looking into it. So go ahead, man. Uh, you got the flow. It's on you, man. Well, first of all, you know I appreciate having this forum to have this conversation because I know there's a lot of people that's going through the same thing. They may not even know it, but um, one thing that's a, a major factor in recognizing is just kind of assessing yourself and looking Always. at what may be different than the norm. Always. And when I say the norm, I mean as far as what you're used to. Um, your mindset, your physical activity, your, 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 your get up and go mentality, just things like that, man, the way you assess things. And for me, you know, what it pretty much has done is it has caused me to, um, second guess a lot of things that really shouldn't be second guessed because, you know, a lot of times when you know better, but we still put ourselves in a position to say, should I? Or shouldn't I? Right. Or whatever the case may be. Um, for me, what it's done is, you know, you 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 take on a lot of negative energy that you know you shouldn't. But it's not always as easy to sit back and say, hey, just let it slide, let it be. Um, there are times where you sit there and you just have zero energy. And you got to kind of have to force yourself just to get them go to the bathroom. Right. Just go shave. Go to a store, whatever the case may be, things that you should be doing. 
It's almost like listening to uh, the reverse part of it. Like I said, your body telling you no, but your mind is telling you go. Right. You gotta go with. You gotta go with the inner. You gotta don't don't let your mind control your body. Don't let your body control your mind. Right. Right. And you know when you're sitting there, man, and you have these mindsets, and you know you you not even looking for someone to blame. Everything is your fault. Right. That's how you feel. Like everything you did meant nothing as far as the progress you made in your life. Um. It's truly not a good feeling because mentally you know better. Right, right, right. But even though you know better, you demonstrate differently because that's where the emotion comes in where you just feel like whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, like, right. you know, so I, I try to find things that make me happy. I try to find things that keep my mind on the up and up. Um, yeah, but, but how exactly do you go about finding those things? I, you know, you because- just... I know it's a lot of times, like when you're dealing with depression or you're dealing with anxiety or you're dealing with stress or, you know, I'm mean, battling <clears throat> suicide or you know the other mental conditions that you can come across. Failure seems to overpower a lot. So how many mm-hmm. times um, do you go trying to find things and you let them fail before you decide to tell yourself like I'm not gonna try no more or what makes you continue to keep trying? Like how do you go about finding those things? Well, first of all, here's the thing. When you go into depression, everything seems like a failure. So, you know, trying to find the right things, you you be real careful of sure things. That's what you try to involve yourself in. Like for me, a sure thing is sitting out on the back smoking a cigar. That's a sure thing. Yeah, yeah. It can't go no. It, that's not gonna go wrong at all. Sitting around watching the game. That's a sure thing. Can't nothing go wrong with that. Now, things that could go wrong could be possibly maybe interacting with certain people, putting yourself in certain elements, having certain types of conversation, you know, things like that. That could be something that would put you 10 steps backwards because you can't control the narrative of those situations. I can control the narrative of sitting back having a cigar, sitting on my porch looking at the stars or watching the game. I can control the nigga. I just turn it off. I just go on my business. I can control these things, you know. Um, So just being in the right position and there are people who have these situations going on don't like to talk about it but to me talking about it also puts people aware of what you may be going through because people are in your life for a reason and they can help you overcome some of these things or maybe be more encouraging or whatever because right. you know that's what we do for one another when you care about somebody you know and and sometimes it don't even need to be <clears throat> a deep conversation about whatever the problem is. I know we stated that before. Sometimes it's just the fact that we raising the awareness of it. Right. The fact that we letting somebody know, like, you ain't got to feel that way by yourself. Trust me, I understand. Right. Trust me, I know. Trust me, I get it. Trust right. me, I've been there. Right. You know what I mean? When people understand that you can relate to them, they feel a little bit more comfortable. But a lot of the times when we fall into these mental states, we always feel like nobody understands. We right. always feel like nobody can relate. And that's when we start to retreat. That's when we start to create the loneliness and we isolate ourselves from everybody. And that's not good. Right. Right. And for me, one of the things that triggered, you know, that I look at as failure is when I look at my parenting. You know, the children's supposed to be the reward of your hard work through the years. You sit back, you look and say, well, damn, is this where we at right now? Right. After all, the, I know in my mind I was damn good. But 
you still had that doubt because you look at the result at this current moment and you say, well, damn, I know I did more to put them in better situations than this mentally Come on now. or physically or whatever, but it's hard to really understand why it's not better. But ask yourself this question, though. Is it always important to understand everything? Some stuff not meant for you to understand. Some stuff not meant for you to understand, man. But when it's all said and done, I'm, 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 I've always tried to express to my children and anybody else that know me how important it is to develop a certain perception of how others look at you. How do you want to be judged? I right. tell my kids all the time, if God forbid and they take you away from this world today, What's your legacy? What are people going to say about you? Exactly. So on top of that, how we are as individuals, we're domino effects. We, you know what I'm saying? This is a perception that was created by ourselves, but we're reflections of our parents. Mm. Me being close to my mother, I'm a reflection of her. And I can sit back like, I, you know, I got a sister, man. Me and her took two different paths. You know what I mean? So, 50% ain't bad. Yeah, right, right. But I do things because I want people to be proud, express like, man, that dude right there, he working hard. I'm proud to have him at my father, whatever the case may be. And a lot of times when you feel like everything you taught meant nothing because here we are with nothing after all this time. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, it's so simple to sit back and say, well, man, you know, it's what it is. I mean, you can't control another man. Yeah, but the passion of being an individual who gives a damn, right, right. it's hard to sit back and accept that type of logic. I can uh, definitely agree on that. I can definitely agree on that. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 what it means for me. And then I sit back and I look at my family history. You know, my father got arrested, so I wish we would have had more conversations before he passed. You know what I'm saying? 2007. Um... He had battles with depression. Okay, my aunt always tell me when he got back from Vietnam, he was never the same man. Now, of course, that was before I was born. Right, right. So, you know, me being a kid, when I once I'm born, you know, he pretty much was a crazy guy. When I say crazy, I mean by action. Like my mom would tell me stories here, breaking the house and steal me out the house at night through the basement window and just crazy stuff man and then you know for years he was on drugs and that's what took him away from this world and you know my aunt told me that he had a lot of depression he battled with depression most guys that came from Vietnam did that and I'm gonna tell you how it all tied together I sit back and when my father passed um, we didn't even know where he was because we hadn't heard from him in about a year and my aunt was his sister she works in the funeral home. She's been running this funeral home for 20, 30 years. His body comes in. She called my aunt. Hey, your brother's here. Huh? Really? Yeah, he's here. So my cousin calls me. She's like, hey, you okay? I'm like, what's going on? And she told me oh, what so happened. you had not even known yet. I didn't know. My cousin called and told me. Cause I guess she called and told my cousin. My cousin called and told me. So my aunt goes and picks up the property from where he was at. I guess he was in a hospital. And he told them he had no next of kin. Only thing he put down on information was this funeral home. Take me there. He didn't put that he had a son, he had a sister, none of that. Some people have told me 
that was pretty selfish of him. I never saw it that way. I knew he was ashamed of who he was. You know what I'm saying? And you also think, you know, you think differently than a lot of people right, do too. So. Right. And I remember, um, and I'm going to tell you how things work, man. Uh, I remember the first time I took the kids to meeting. First time you met the grandkids, they had to be in probably about four or five, something like that, whatever the case may be. And he was so happy. And I had, that was the first time he met Monique too. Okay. When we went down there and I found out where he was living. First time he ever had a place of his own. Okay. And a phone number I can call. So we just happened to have our wedding photos and photos of the kids. We he picked out photos, he kept it. So he was so happy about that. So it was a time I was taking my kids down to Louisiana because mom's left here and moved to Louisiana down to Shreveport. My buddy rode with me. And me and him argued the whole way back because it was Father's Day. He wanted to get home and see his dad. I'm like, man, we can stop in Indianapolis. I want to see my dad. Right. We argued all the way. And then what happened was he he gave in. All right, cool, let's go. We stopped and seen my dad. Took a picture. Only picture I got me and my dad beside when I was a baby. And that was the last time I seen him. Hadn't seen him since then. Next time I, I tried to hunt him down, of course, that's when he passed away. And my aunt told me. And this is how crazy it is. She said when she went and picked up his property, only thing he had was his wallet, which had his ID, and a picture of the grandkids. That's it. Mm. Nothing else. Not a social security card, not a dollar, not a receipt, just a wallet. And that's how much that meant to him. Then I look at how I read that depression can be hereditary. And I look back on something, man. I'm going to share something with you, man, that I told my wife the other day last week. And she's only the second person that knew this. I said, I need to tell you something. I said, I'm going to tell you a secret. She said, okay. And I said, nobody knows but one person other than you. She said, okay, what is it? I said, 1996, when I lived in Indianapolis, I said, I took a bunch of pills and tried to take my life. Mm. She was like, Really? I said, yeah. She said, who's the other person that know? I said, my grandmother. I said, because she was there. And I went to her and told her what I did. And she told me she would never tell anybody, and she didn't. She said, well, did you go to the hospital or anything like that? I said, no. I said, I don't even know why I didn't. I, I mean, didn't know no better. You know right, what I'm right. saying? My grandmother didn't know. She just held me, hugged me, prayed for me, all this type of stuff. Promised me to never do it again. Okay, cool, which I didn't. You know the trigger behind it though, right? Right. Okay. So I look back and I say, that was about a depression. You know what I'm saying? Then I dealt with this shit in probably about uh, 14, about 13, 14 years ago with my first official diagnosis of depression. I was taking these pills. The depression had made my testosterone go down. Those that don't know, testosterone ain't, got, ain't only got nothing to do with sex. I was working out like a fool. Couldn't lose no weight. They gave me some gel that I was rubbing my arms. That was like a testosterone replacement. Because I, I couldn't lose a pound. Right, right, right. But I'm working out. Hour, hour and a half. Couldn't lose a pound. So then that took place. You know what I mean? So I was doing that along with taking the meds. And my mother had a long talk with me. And that's what made me stop the meds. And she was like, you can do it. 
Get your mind right. Get your mind right. Get your yeah. mind right. We had a long talk on the phone. I was cried about to say that. Day. I didn't want to interrupt the story. But go yeah, ahead. you know what I mean. And she was like, "You can do it." So after a couple of days of reflecting on what she said, and then I sat back and I just stopped taking them cold turkey, man. And I, I would think about things that would make me happy. Things I sit back and can reflect on. Whether it's something I did in high school. Right, right, right. Man, when I played happy moments. basketball, man, yeah. I hit that J. I would think about the little stuff that would make me happy. And I came up out of it. About a month or so. Going through that, I was able to recognize this current time, what was going on. Because I've been through it before. But it was worse then than it was, than it is now. Okay. I look at it now, I was able to sit back and say, Okay, something ain't right. My emotions is kind of hitting that direction. I feel a lot of different ways that I shouldn't be feeling because I should be really cl- riding cloud nine right now. Because I got a lot of things to be thankful for and appreciative of. Right, right. True story. And, True story. you know, so that's really when I decided to take matters in my own hands and seek help on my own. But I think had I not experienced what I experienced beforehand, I would never know. The doctor just kind of diagnosed me from the get-go in the first situation, because I wasn't even thinking about none of that. I'm just like, man, I ain't feeling right. Yada, yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? Blood work was done, blah, blah, blah. But this time, I knew what it was. Yeah, the, the first time is not even having the awareness of what it is. You know what I mean? So you wouldn't even think that you would be somebody that could even be subject or, you know what I mean, or fall victim to it. You feel right. what I'm saying? So I can understand that. But now being able to recognize it, you know what I'm saying, when it kicks in and knowing those, you know what I mean, those those ways to come out, knowing those patterns that you can do to bring yourself, you know what I mean, above it. Right. That's, that's <clears throat> always important, bro. I applaud you for that. And, you know, you. appreciate it, brother. And my first two tests was yesterday. I was sitting back having a conversation, and I found out, because one of my biggest things is, man, that, um, once again, my children, they, you know, I see no success. And it's really all for nothing. So now they're trying to backpedal. And it just, if you're not genuine with trying to find success, you're not going to have nothing. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. So, me, I always look for signs and clues. My daughter always tells me, I'm your favorite. I never say yeah or nay. But you know how it is. When you got one daughter, you got three boys, is what it is. So I found out that, you know, behind the scenes, she's been smoking. Mm. Pissed me off. Fresh? Like, just recent? I don't even know when it started, but I just know. And I said, she said, well, I can function well with it. You do nothing all day long. You do absolutely nothing. You don't have a job. You're not in no school. You do nothing all day long. In what world is that considered functioning? That's not functioning. It's not functioning. So then, you know, I sit back and I thought, tell you know, I said, look, man, we we ain't got nothing to talk about. So I go downstairs. I ask them boys. I said, why do y'all partake in that? And I said, listen, let me, let me start off by saying something. I'm not saying doing it is wrong. I said, but y'all are zero productive. All right? It don't help you at all. It's a fad for y'all. It's not a, you don't even have a reason for it. 
You ain't worked all day and decide to come lay your hair down. You ain't up doing X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. You're doing nothing. And so my older son, he's like, yeah, I see what you're saying. He was like, well, the reason why I do it here and there because of stress, you know, my kids, you know, not seeing them, blah, 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 blah. I said, okay, let me ask you a question. While you sitting here allowing this to be a mirage of cure, don't you know when you're done, the situation's the same? So how are you fixing the how situation? Are you, how are you correcting it? Are way? you working somewhere where you can prepare yourself financially? Is something to go to the left and you can take care of them? I said, second of all, how are you going to work anywhere? I said, listen. I said, here's the thing. And I, and, I, and I mentioned you. I said, man, one of my closest friends, T over here. I said, man, he do his thing. I said, but guess what, man? This man is a major hustler. You understand what I'm saying? I said, man, this man don't sleep. This man Facts. nonstop go. Facts. While being a parent, while being a man, while being a son, significant other, brother, yada, yada, yada. In addition to trying to help other people, mm -hmm. I said, when you do your own thing, you got your own crib, you got cousin your children, you, get, you can do whatever you want because it's yours. You can't do whatever you want when you ain't got a pot to piss in. Because the train stops at some point in time. It's not a non-stop ride to nowhere. That's on, not man. how it works. I said, but y'all sit here. And y'all wait for somebody to tell you what to do. I said, look, man. Don't you understand what's going on right here in the world? He texted me last week. Somebody else need to hear this message. Y'all better be listening now. I'm going to give you a prime example. When I was over here last week and we did the podcast, I left here and I went by my buddy's house. I had to help move some stuff around. He texted me. Hey, you got any money? Can I have $20? Yada, yada, yada. Listen to this. Normally I say no. I'm just like, okay, man, whatever. Some of the money. I said, um... We mentioned something about basketball because we texted back and forth. I said, so you know, because before basketball, because basketball didn't play that day. Okay. Because remember, basketball started back Saturday. Right, right, right. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm about to turn on NBA TV so I can watch some games. I'm like, you do know basketball not happening today, right? Oh, yeah? Why not? What's going on? I said, you didn't hear about what happened in Kenosha? No, what happened? Oh, you're not even in tune with the world. You're That's all I'm saying. In tune with the world. That's all I'm saying. And this is major news. That's this ain't no. The thing. whole United States on is focused now. on this. That's all I'm saying. So, no, it's not about why are you smoking this or another. You can't even handle your business to be a man out here. I said, look, man, I told him last night. Because when we text back, we like, oh, send me the clip. Right. So I told him last <laughs> night, when we were sitting there talking in the dining room, I said, 
the way things are going right now, what you guys are doing, just as men, is what they want you to do, which is absolutely nothing. And I said, if shit hits the fan and shit runs downhill, y'all going to be stuck like Chuck because I'm already planning plan B. Come on now. And C. There you go. Y'all sitting here looking crazy, wondering about how I'm going to do this, but you ain't thinking about the big picture. I said, dog, y'all grown. I can't. I, I said my piece. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you like this. He was very receptive to what I said. He said, yeah, you're right. You know, I gave him examples about, look here, man. If the car break down, I decide to go get high and come back because it make me feel better. Guess what? I still got to figure out how to get the car fixed. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? The prop, you putting a Band-Aid on a problem. And, and it really ain't even a Band-Aid. That's really, why yeah. I start the conversation by telling them, you let this be a mirage right, 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 in right. your mind. You really, so with his first comeback, well, I don't, not because not everybody else do it, but because of the stress, da, da, da. What is stress? What bills are you paying? What is stress? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when you sit back and say, I'm doing this because of this, and that's why I had to make sure I emphasize I'm not saying people that do it is something wrong with them, but for you guys, there's no production behind it. Mm-hmm. I said, man, I know plenty of people that do it, but most of the people I know, man, they hustling. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I mean by that? They on the go. Mm-hmm. They doing this. They doing that. Boom, 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 boom. Hey, man, look here. It's really used to help them relax because there's there so go. much shit going on at one time. So where's your relaxer from? Watch a TV. <laughs> so I say all that to say this. That was a true test for me because a few weeks ago, that would have got me really down. Mm-hmm. Even after the conversation, I would have been like, lost sleep, stuff like that. We, we, we conversated off air. Yeah. I know what you mean. It didn't. Nice. It didn't. That's good. I sat back and I'm kind of like, forget him. Yep. But what it really has done for me, and I know I'm getting back to who I need to be, I got to keep working on being the best I can be because I need options. You know what I'm saying? I need options, man, because this can't be my life for the rest of my life, worrying about other people. I told my wife, we could be doing other things. Come on now. You understand what I'm, I'm saying? I'm going to tell you how Dion Cole broke it down when I was watching this little stand-up. He said, uh, if you 30, you got like 30 summers left. Break it down like that. That's when you do most of your kicking. You plan for the summer. Off mm-hmm. work, spring, you know what I mean? Not spring break, but off work, time. You know what I mean? You just got so much time, kids free, everybody free in the summertime. So you right. break it down like that. You grind through all these seasons and you planning your life for all these seasons so you can have fun in the summer, but you only got this many summers left. So if you only got this many summers left, you going to spend all your time worried about somebody else? No, nah, man, you got to be focused on you. Because right. at the end of the day, I look at it all the way down to the to, to the smallest point. You know what I'm saying? It is September 3rd of 2020. It is 6.46 p.m. Once it's 6.47 p.m., you have literally lost that minute. You will never get that back. Never. You can get everything else back in life, but mm-hmm. time. Right. So why waste it? Right. And it ain't nobody's time but yours. Everybody on their own time. 
I'm going to throw a little movie out there for y'all. Go watch that Justin Timberlake movie, End Time. Mm. That'll give you a whole new look at life. Because that's literally how we run it. We just don't physically see it. We don't physically see the numbers. But we all got our, our clock. And you don't want to be a person at the end with that clock that's saying a whole bunch of wish you, wish, wish. Man, I wish I would have. Man, I wish I would have. Man, you know, I should have. Man, you know, I had the talent to. Man, I could have did. Man, I had the opportunity to. Everything is negative. You create that in your life because you just don't want to go out and do what, what's happy for you, what you like to do. I had to have somebody tell me that. That's what helped me get to the point that I'm at. Right. Because I would spend a lot of my time worried about everything and everybody else. Right. And I know what you mean. Put you in a real life slump. Yeah. So I wake up in the morning, you feel sluggish. Nothing wrong in your life at all. Right. Nothing going on with you in, internal, nothing. But because you got everybody's problems on your back, it'll tear you down. Mm-hmm. It'll make you depressed. And you'll look at all them people. And none of them people even care about how you feel. Mm-hmm. But they feel better because they was able to pour their troubles out on you. And that's why it's so important, man, to have people around you. I had a great conversation today um, with a with a great friend of mine I've known for over 20 years, a guy me and you both know, Mr. D. Beekman. Um, Shout out, Beek. I was down in his office today, man. We chopped up for about an hour. You, are you, uh, you back at work, like back in the building? Tuesday was the first day, yeah. Five to five days a week, face to face, elementary only. Man, I work right here at the studio. Right. So having a conversation with him, man. Shout out to him. First of all, he just he just got his book published that he's been working on for a long time. Um, I told him I'm gonna buy a copy, man. Shout have out an autograph to it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's the name of the book? Uh, I will find it and then I will shout it out. But, yeah, but um, um, while you look for it, bro, uh, for them that don't know, man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta run it down, man. Let it. Who that brother is, man? Man, first of all, the brother I'm talking about, he is somebody who's came a very long way. Yes. Um, he has been a mentor to me and many others. Um, I've learned everything from him. Um, he's really built and still confidence in me. You know what I mean? To the point where I sit back and I just, you know, I appreciate having a person like him who's put his hand on my shoulder and say, hey, man, this is what you need to do. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, that's he, he He works for the district of Waukesha. He's one of the higher-ups now. He's one of the admins. Uh, me and him are the only blacks in the district of Waukesha. Can you get this on Amazon? Yes. It just It just came out last week. And he used a lot of Bible scriptures in there to, you know, tell the story of what it takes. And he has always kept me um, feeling good. And I've done the same thing for him. Like, me and him talk extremely about life in general. I'm going to try to get it right now. You know what I'm saying? We talk deeply about life in general. And this brother's been through a lot, losing his son this summer. You know, stuff like that. You know what I mean? I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. Um, He lost his son. Very high-profile situation. His son um, was a football player for Washington State University, a safety, who had opportunities of going to the NFL. And um, they found his son in the bed, you know, like he was sleeping, but he never woke up. Um. Very tough situation. 
he called and told me what was happening, man. And, you know, me and my wife and my, my sons, we went to the, to the viewing of the body, which was here. Um, and it was very tough, especially with COVID going on. You're going to allow a few people in that time. So the man been through a lot. Yes, sir. The man been through a lot. You know what I mean? And he's always thought about others, man. I just want to shout him out, man, because I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for him, you know, on the education side, man. And he he keeps me at bay because a lot of times he didn't talk me off the ledge. And there's been plenty of times he'd be the first time. I've talked to him off the ledge as well, man. You know, just things in general, you know. And, I, and I'm going to shout you out as well because you've been that person for me as well, you know where I can sit back and have a conversation with you. And you may not even know it, but just the stuff you say really keeps me on ground level instead of taking that elevator to the top ready to jump. You know what you know one thing that's hard that's uh that's that's really hard for me. And um it's really been hard for me um as I transition into the self self development life coach. What's that? Um understanding if people are actually understanding me. Right. Understanding if people are or realizing if people are even taking me serious. Right. So a lot of the times when I say stuff, when I kind of walk away, it's almost a thought in my mind that's like, I really hope they listen to me because I was being honest. You know what I mean? Right. Because, you know, a, a lot of people you talk to, they don't listen to you. So you find yourself kind of being repetitive. But I did learn, you know what I mean? In life, it's just not everybody's time. You know what I'm saying? You can't force it on nobody. They have to be accepting of it. And until they accept themselves, they won't be able to accept what you trying to get them to understand about themselves. Right. It's 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 a it's a job within a job, but it's a passion that I got too. So I I, I love what I do. And right. that's why I uh strive so hard to help people. Right. Um even those that I know are paying attention but they don't want to let it be known that they're paying attention. Right. I, I strive to help you too. Everybody's situations matter. Right. And I just want to help everybody overcome those situations. Right. But yeah I I place that order man. I, uh, y'all want to read that? Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna Most get one too, man. I told him I'm gonna have him autograph it, and you know what I'm saying. I can have him autograph for you too, man. And he, he's, you know, when I went to his office today, man, had a copy on his desk, and he was just kind of reading me some of the excerpts from the uh, book. And you know, I know it's gonna be great because, you know, the man has a great heart. And he said today, like, yeah, I didn't does. think I was gonna be where I was at right now. He said, then again, I ain't never think I'll be a principal, but you know. Actually, you're going to be a superintendent sooner rather than later. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of time. I can believe it. I you can know. see it. Yeah. And he, 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 you know, he always asks about you because, you know, me, you keep in contact. Like, he know who who are good people out here. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you need in your life, people that's going to make you feel good about yourself. Oh, in return, you feel you make them feel good about themselves, especially knowing that the influence is mutual. You know what I mean? Right. So... Yeah, man, that's where I'm at with it, though, man. I was glad to get all that off my chest and just have a conversation. You have to. You felt you felt better when you got that off your chest. 100%. I was looking forward to it because the best thing about it was I was feeling good going into the conversation. Right, right. It would be harder if you're feeling bad and it's like, oh, that was therapeutic. This right. wasn't therapeutic. It's just more or less. See, since, you, since I'm getting over this whole depression thing, this was no longer, this conversation wasn't therapeutic. It became an awareness conversation. Uh-huh. Because that's which is good. That's why that's why I intervene within the conversation and let it be known. Like somebody else out there need to hear this, right? You know what I mean? Everybody's situation might be the same. It's just different characters. Everybody's situation might be the same. It's just a different scenario, right? But at the end of the day, the moral of the story or the problem at hand is still the same. So you right. can still take from what somebody else is doing, and you can figure out what you should do or what would be best for you to do, right? Man, life is life is one hell of a journey, man. Oh, word up.
one hell of a journey. But when you grab a hold to it, you start to see the beauty in that journey. You got to start uh, looking at the, the you got to learn how to take those bad situations and make them good. That's why I stated in, the, in a song or whatever, be all right. Shout out to Randy Brown II, uh, my God brother who sung on that song for me. That's why I stated in there. I'm like behind every lesson, but behind every lesson, it's a blessing because you learn something from it. Mm-hmm. When you go through something, you can't tell yourself at the end of that situation you didn't learn anything. Whether right. you messed up or you didn't mess up, you learned, all right, well, shouldn't have went that way. I know not to go that way no more. Word. You know what I mean? You learn something from it. So that's when you... When you... <laughs> but when you start Please. to... Um, Thank you. Can I uh, get one of those too? But when you start to... Um, I'm messing and drinking a diet water. There you go. <laughs> when you start to... Um, and do toilette. Take it when you start to look at the situations, though. Every situation you come across, good or bad, and see the good in it, then you'll be all right. You're right, man. And that and what it, what where I'm getting back to, which is where I got to where I am right now, is recognizing those who I know have helped me get to where I am. You're one of those people. So now I'm back gravitating towards that slowly but surely. Yeah, you got to stay there. That's, Big men then. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. there are people in my life, man, that have been influential to my success at this point. I still got a long way to go. But with you guys as a part of the team, I can't go nowhere but up. And I know that. And now I'm working in that direction to make sure that stays what it should be. Man, one thing I want you to always keep in the back of your mind, it ain't over till it's over. Yeah. I don't, you always got some fight in you. You always got something left in you. You always got to dig in there and find it. But it ain't over till it's over. And that's what a lot of people, a lot of people throw the towel in too quick. You got to be up. You got to be up. It ain't going to be easy. If it was Thank easy, you. if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Thank you. If it was, um, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. I'm going to tell you something a good friend of mine told me. I know I talk about him all the time. And one day, I'm going to have you meet him. My, my my friend Stan, I told you, he's 65 years old, and I'm by his house almost every other day watching the bus games or whatever. And he's a white dude. He has no children. Um, all his family have passed away or whatever, whatever. So it's just him. He just re- he just retired as dean at UWM after 17 years. And he's big into civil rights. Okay. Um, what What aspect of it? He, 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 you would think he's one of us. Okay. Okay. Um, he told me that he read, he read an article. He wrote a couple of books, by the way, because he's dean over the criminal justice department. So he, 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 he teaches prison reform, how to reform the, um, the criminals and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, he said, listen. I read an article. He said it made a lot of sense. He said it was about 15, 20 years ago. The guy said, if, for example, if you make $100,000 in a year, you should give away half your money. Say Not if you wait, got say, kids. Wait, 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 say it one more time. If you make, let's say, $100,000 in a year, and this is you, you have no kids, every year you should give away half your money. I said, okay, break it down to me. Because he's not going right. to explain, he's not going to mention it if and there's not, no sense yeah, behind it. Got it always right. And I'm talking about my <clears> buddy. He said, okay, I'll break it down to you. He said, I agree 100%. He said, every year, I give away half my money. 
He said, you know why I give away half my money? I said, why? He said, because I donate to churches, NAACP, Urban League, blah, blah, blah. Tax write-off. He said, I ain't paid taxes in 20 years. He said, so now I dictate where my money go. Instead of taking my tax money, putting it in their pockets. Ooh. And he said, I can live off 50 grand if it's just me. He said, because obviously if you're making 100 grand or whatever, there are a lot of things you're not worried about financially. You probably could pay your car off or maybe your house paid off. He said, I'm not saying the moment you make 100 grand, you start giving half. Right. He was like, but maybe five or six years in that income bracket or higher. He said, listen, and I'm going to ask you, you get the house you want, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say your house paid off. You get the car you want or cars you want. Your car's paid off. All you paying every month is what? Your bills right. and pocket money. Right. Could you live off 50 grand with all that stuff paid off? 50 grand a month? No, no, 50 grand for the year. I'm saying if you was a single man with no kids. Yeah. Exactly. Easily. It, exactly. You would still be able to travel. <laughs> Easily, yeah. Do whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? And he broke it down. He said, listen, because, like, I think he told me, just because he got the side business where he do the consultant for the prison reform across the country, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He said he made more off that than he do working as dean at UWM. He said he makes, like, 240 a year as dean at UWM. Okay. So if you're making more on your side business. But he told me, he said, I give away half my money. I give away half my money because if I don't do my part, I'm part of the problem as to what's going on in the inner city. True. So I want my money to go towards the churches and the neighborhoods and this and that. It's like a brother to be real, 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 Mm -hmm. real in contact with himself to do that. Right. Shout that brother out for real. What's his name? Stan. Stan Stojkovic. Shout out Stan Stojkovic. I I hope I say your name right. You said it right. But yeah, shot that that's 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 large, bro, to be doing something like that in life, man. That's because it's very personal for you. It is. It's not even nothing you're doing for uh attention or anything. That's that's personal. And if you personally feel that way, then you really for the cause. You and really for your people. You really care to make a difference. You really understand what's going on out here, man. Shot that brother out. And one thing this man did for me was he he introduced me to somebody. Because he, he he knows a lot of people. And he's a big donor of a lot of places. So he took me last year to the homecoming game at UW-Platteville, which is one of his alma maters. And he introduced me to the dean, to, to, to the chancellor, who's over the whole university. Okay. This guy, shout out to Dennis Shields, who was very grateful to me. We sat in his booth. And he's the only black chancellor in the UW systems. And one of a few black chancellors across the country. And to sit and have a conversation with this man. And what knocked me off my shoes, he was like, oh, yeah, man, Stan been talking, telling me about you all the time and blah, 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 blah. I'm meeting him. I done met this person, this person, this person. And I tell Stan all the time, man, it's people like you, man. So why I will be great because you make sure I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You make sure I'm okay. You sit back and say, hey, man, like when I sat down and told him, I said, man, I got diagnosed with depression. Oh, man. You sit back and say, man, if you need anything, let me know. You know what I'm saying? You need a couple of dollars, let me know. You know what I'm saying? There have been times, man, where he had come, you know, hey, man, let's meet at Pizza Ranch. 
Bring Adriel. He love Adriel. Bring Adriel. <laughs> we go up there, man, and he just a good guy. And he does not about the age. It's about the conversation level. Okay. And I always pick his brain, his, his brains on a lot of stuff. Because I'm learning. And I said, Stan, everything you do, I want to get to that point. I want to be able to give my money away to people in need. Mm-hmm. You know and, what I'm saying? And, and, and not feel any kind of way behind doing it. Not feel any type of way, man. I would love to give my money, you know, you know, I would love to have a homeless shelter that I, I could donate to. Here, man, here goes some food. Here goes some blankets. Here goes some cots, whatever, whatever. I would love to do that. You know what I mean? I would love to be put in that type of position and sitting back talking to him like it could be done. And I'm and I'm and I'm gonna wrap it up with this. You asked me, you know, like what he down for, or whatever. He told me one time he was asked to speak at a at a um at a um hundred black men thing. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The flyer for it was like gold and black. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but it was a while back. Right. And he said he seen a bunch of young black kids sitting in the front row. He said, I asked him. He said, it was just real nice or whatever. He said, I asked him right to their face. Why do you guys even obey the law? Why do you guys obey the law? He said, they looked at me crazy like, what's this guy talking about? He said, listen, I get why you do. He said, but I asked why do you? He said, so they didn't understand what I was going with. He said, so I told him. The reason why I ask you that. He said, now I understand this coming from a white man. He said, but I'm I'm in tune with everything that's going on. He said, the way the laws is built, the laws ain't built for you guys to succeed. So when you break the law, I get it because the law ain't going to help you succeed. He said, I'm glad you followed the law. He said, but it's virtually damn near impossible for you young men with aspirations of being something great to be great under the current law when it's built for you guys to stay 20 steps behind. Facts. He was like, I just asked him, just kind of give him food for thought. You know, he said, that's, you know, that's just how I felt. You know what I mean? And he said it was cool. You know? So, I'll wrap up on that note, man. I just had to get that out there, man. That's somebody that's, that's very important to me, man. Me and my family. You know, he's he's supported myself and my children and my family. He always makes sure I'm I'm straight. And things like that. And we laugh and joke like no other. I mean, you think me and you talk crazy. Me and him <laughs> times 10. Rated X. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I got to meet, dog. I got to get him. We got to get him on here. I love to have him talk on here. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, man. I'm I'm, uh, I'm glad you uh, you came through. You took you took the flow on this one. Yeah, man. Uh, I appreciate that. Took some, of, took some of it off me. I've been I've been busy lately, man. Well, you know, I told you what, what what it was. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I've been busy, so yeah, this was this was right on time. So yeah, I'm gonna shout you, I'm gonna shout you out, bro, because you took the floor. Appreciate and, it, brother. And, and held it held it down today, brother. Yeah, held it down today. Yeah. So today you doing the closing? Oh, okay, okay. I got a, <laughs> I got a nice closing. I got a nice closing for well, you. Let's do it. Uh, daily, I've been doing these little aspiration videos, and um, I'll shine some light on that. Uh, today being Thursday, um, it was Thankful Thursday. Um, if you want to really start to practice being a better person and you really want to go somewhere and you really want to make a change for yourself, you got to start to practice being thankful. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things in our life that, that we come across. 
And they very small things. You know what I mean? Like having my brother come and sit down in the show with me and um, be able to conversate with me and help me out and help me keep going on my life path. That's something to be grateful for. It's not much. It ain't no money spent, but it's the time spent. And I'm grateful for that. You got to start being grateful for the fact that you just got children in your presence, your own kids. Enjoy those moments. Enjoy those memories. Be grateful for those memories because those memories, as he talked about, are the memories that you think back on that will help you overcome all them stresses and depressions that you call yourself going through. So at the end of the day, you just really need to be in tune with yourself and start to be thankful and grateful for every little moment that you're blessed with. Because at the end of the day, there are some people that are out here that are not blessed with those moments. And there are some people whose lives are gone that can't even have those moments. So we're going to say rest in peace to all those. Yes. We're going to say justice for Jacob Blake. Yep. And on that note, stay true to you. Your only limit is you. Yes, yes. Peace out. Out. If I subtract you, then you probably know the difference Started out my point of interest But lately been fainting for the distance I'm just losing control of my bag Losing the hold of my main thing The feeling I'm getting is crazy Nightmare reality daydreams I'm losing control of my bag Losing the hold of my main thing The feeling I'm getting is crazy Nightmare reality daydreams Or maybe your toxins were potent But now I gotta move forward Backwards is just not a part of the motion, man Roll up, get high Put my problems inside Deep exhale to the sky Demons get off of me Don't text me, don't bother me It's time you won't obviously But time wasn't obviously Presented when I was your obligation, damn You said I'm acting different If I subtract you, then you probably know the difference Started out my point of interest But lately been feigning for the distance I'm just losing control of my bag Losing the hold of my main thing The feeling I'm getting is crazy Nightmare reality daydream I'm losing control of my bag Losing the hold of my main thing The feeling I'm getting is crazy Nightmare reality daydream You say I You said I'm acting Was I controlling? I gotta move forward. Back was never the motion. Yeah, yeah. You said I'm acting different. If I subtract you, then you probably know the difference. Started out my point of interest, but lately been feeling for the distance. Feeling we start all yeah. over. Yeah. Oh, uh.